Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by 12 by 12. Picture book authors need to be fairly prolific to be published. That's why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month. Through an online forum, monthly webinars, a private Facebook group, and more, members enjoy the accountability, support, and motivation of a fantastic community of authors and illustrators. Registration is only open in January and February. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash membership for more information. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, um, I don't know if you know, you probably do, Matthew, of Richard Van Camp's work. He does. I do, but I haven't haven't seen anything recent from him. Is there something coming out? Um, He's got a children's book. I'm not sure when it's coming out with McKellar and Martin, a baby book. Okay. Um, He's had a couple of more adult releases. Yeah. There was a baby Um, book that came out about like with photos of like kissing your toes. Yeah. It was super cute. But he had sent me a manuscript at one point that he manuscript of like stories gathered from elders or something yes. whatever it was it yeah. was gorgeous yeah. i don't know that it has come out yet though it hasn't come out yet no okay. <clears throat> but he said to me one time and i you know this is the funny thing about not getting what we want is i don't even know what it was but i had called him and i was devastated mm. and he listened to me and he listened and he just said you know what buddy he said sometimes rejection is protection and I was like, oh, yeah. Right? Like, it just alleviated all. It's like, have the faith and just let it go. It's like, okay, no, nope, we're not supposed to collaborate together. And for whatever reason that is, it's in all of our best interest. And when you were telling your story, I was like, oh, that reminds me of Richard. And, you know, like he's, that. yeah, right? It, like, it doesn't negate the emotions we have, but it helps us to say, okay, there's something even better coming. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 663, and I'm your host, Matthew Winner. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner. We're on PayPal at Children's BK Pod if you want to support the show. Joining me on the show today is author Monique Gray-Smith and illustrator Nicole Neidhart, who share When We Are Kind. This book is a beautiful rumination on what it feels like when we are kind and when someone or something is kind to us. Monique talks about kindness as a salve, and the relationality and connection we have to one another and to the earth comes across powerfully and in moments disarmingly, as Nicole brings representation of all types of families and family structures throughout the art. It's a centering of diversity 
and of the vibrancy of Native communities as they exist in the here and now. And it's a book that I think will deeply, deeply resonate with any reader, no matter the age. Please welcome my guests, Monique Gray-Smith and Nicole Neidhart, author and illustrator of When We Are Kind. I identify as she and her. As I said in my intro, my English name is Monique. My traditional name is Mistikwashkigos, which means little drum. I am the granddaughter of Noel Cardinal and Isabel Gray on my mom's side and of Raymond Smith and Beatrice Johnstone on my dad's side. And I have twins who are 17 as we record this in December of 2020. And uh, I write, I tell stories, and I do my best to seek joy and have that uh, teaching that love is medicine come through the pages. Wow. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> Nicole, no, no pressure, Nicole, no pressure. Okay. Take a breath and whenever you're ready. Yeah, I say Nicole Neidhart, Yanashia, Kiani Neshwa, Bilagana Bashashin, Do, Kinejene Dashache, Do, Bilagana Dashanola. Hello, my name is Nicole Neidhart. I am Dene. Um, which you might know my nation as the Navajo on my mother's side and a blend of European ancestry on my father's side. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and um, I just introduced myself in Navajo, um, which I'm very, very, very slowly trying to learn. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I said that my clan is Kiani, which is the Towering House clan. And I basically just introduced the clans of like my grandparents, but um, the Dineh part of my family comes from Round Rock, Arizona. Uh, but I grew up on Tewa territory in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I'm currently doing my Master of Fine Arts at OCAD University. Um, and a lot of my creative practice focuses on dreaming about indigenous futures and what that might look like and really trying to think about the world that we want to build that really center our knowledges our stories our histories and our futures Ooh, i love mm-hmm. that dreaming about indigenous futures that's that's beautiful <laughs> well nicole monique welcome welcome to the podcast i'm glad you're both here Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. <laughs> Yay. We've had plenty of giggles ahead of time, I am sure, because I know Monique, that we will continue <laughs> on that road, <laughs> on that road of just um, just really enjoying being in this space together. You know, this is the, uh, not, you don't know this, I'm just saying, you know, because apparently I'm from Maryland and that's what I say a lot. But this is the last interview that I have of 2020. And I held that space because... Monique, I remember how special it was to talk to you that th- those times ago. And I think about where my journey has continued to take me. And I think about the way that folks like like you and, and, and other individuals who've been on this podcast, I too many to name, have just continued to influence me and my future and the way that I work with children and share stories with them. And so before we get started, I just want to say it 
is something I've truly been looking forward to, to be back in this space with you, Monique, and to welcome you, Nicole. I'm, I'm really grateful that we got to sit down today. Mm-hmm. This is Monique, me as well. Also, because Nicole and I, our paths just kind of mostly cross in <laughs> cyberspace, it feels like. And so to be yeah. together like this, because, well, you know, we're going to talk about When We Are Kind, the children's picture book, but Nicole's illustrations really bring that whole book to life. And, and you know, Nicole, I've said this to you already many times, but the illustrations in that book are just the beginning for you. There's, when you talk about dreaming Indigenous futures, oh, I have beautiful, beautiful dreams for you. Oh, yeah. Um, Nicole yeah. making her debut, kid lit oh, yeah. debut, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Watch out! Yeah, and and now she's done the cover for Ancestors Approved that's coming out with Harper Collins and Heart Drum in yes. April, February. With Cynthia Lightic Smith. I saw that. Yeah. That was the oh yeah, Cynthia Lightic Smith's imprint. Um, that's wonderful to be part of their launch, to be part of just the incredible work that Cynthia. We've all been watching Cynthia for her career. Mm-hmm. When that was announced, I think so many of us were just just felt collectively like wow, publishing really got it right. It really got it right. And I can't wait for those voices and those books that she brings to to all of us readers. But uh, yeah, Nicole, making a splash. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's let's get into it. Monique, please introduce for those that haven't seen it yet. What is this book when we are kind? Oh, so it's a children's picture book, but I also think in these times it's quite relevant for all ages, including us as adults. And it's a book that I, I, I wanted children to get a sense about what does it feel like when we are kind? And what does it feel like when somebody is kind to me or something like an animal is kind to me? Because I think in our society, we're often told to be kind. And in that, we don't learn how to also receive kindness. And I don't know about the two of you or the listeners, but I've been in situations where I've offered kindness and the person hasn't been able to receive it. And it's awkward. And and so I really wanted our youngest citizens to begin to understand those emotions that come with both giving and receiving. I wanted them to understand that it isn't just about with us as human beings but that it's also with all of the animals, those that have four paws, those that crawl, those that swim, those that fly, those that slither. I wanted them to understand the importance of being kind to the earth and how the earth takes care of us. Um, And the importance of, you know, how we care for ourselves as well. And, you know, one of the most beautiful illustrations Nicole has put in the book is, you know, I'm kind when I get a good night's sleep. Is this little citizen all tucked in bed and the room and the color she chose is just like, you know, those colors you chose, Nicole, it's just so, it's like, I just feel my cortisol and cortisol is our stress hormone. And holy man, this year we've had a lot of cortisol. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing about kindness is science shows us that when, when we are kind or somebody's kind to us, or when we witness an act of kindness, our cortisol goes down and our dopamine, which is the feel-good chemical, goes up. And so in these times that we're living, I think all times, but especially in these times that we're living, kindness, and, and I read this in one of the pieces that Nicole wrote, you wrote so beautifully, Nicole, that kindness is a salve, right? Like, mm, yeah. And so, 
that's that's why this book came. And it's funny because you know it was submitted to Orca Books in 2018, so it's not even like I saw that anything was going to be coming when it came out and it would be important. I just <laughs> that's one so, of my favorite things about books now, though. I mean, all of these books that have come out in pandemic, I've probably said too many times on this podcast, but we just are reading. We cannot help but read through the lens of our experiences ever but in this case your book now reads as a self-assessment which i think in these pandemic times it it's been at least for me very very easy to lose myself to feel myself spinning to feel my my um mental health slipping through my fingers in different moments my anxiety catching you know taking hold of my body when when we're given books such as as the text that you've you've given us here to just do a a sort of body scan a self assessment not just of ourselves though but of those around us those 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 uh that are that are caring for us or offering kindness to us or receiving it from us it really it really helps to gosh i want to i want to represent it the right way and say that it, it helps bring me back to a mindfulness that is that is healthy that's a healthy yeah. self-care act mm-hmm. yeah and like what I love so much about the book and just like visiting with the book because I kind of feel like the book just has this like presence and energy and taking time to sit with it and visit with it um, can be really grounding and I just like one of my favorite things about like the words that you wrote Monique is I just feel like you really highlight this idea of like relationality and really showing that like we are connected to each other like you know we need to be able to like uplift one another and support one another and especially in 2020 I feel like that's been (laughs) such a huge lesson Mm -hmm. um both lifting each other up as like humans and human beings, but also like, like you said, like the land and the earth, like we, we can't just keep like taking, we need to really like think about this like reciprocity. And I just love how you wove that so beautifully into the book as well. Mm. Nicole, when you, when you received this manuscript, maybe I should just ask, how did you come to connect with this book how what what was your circuitous or maybe straightforward story to connect i guess it was kind of circuitous (laughs) (laughs) um i met monique a couple well i met monique once when i was um an intern in this indigenous youth internship uh, program at uh, the BC Arts Council and she was sitting on a jury and I like built up the courage to go down and say hi to her (laughs) and (laughs) we made this little connection said hi Mm -hmm. and then I think it was a few years later or something um, we met again at this organization called Oasis who was having um, it was a writing competition I believe Mm -hmm. on homelessness yes on homelessness and um Monique, you were uh, like a adjudicator for that, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. And, uh, but that's when we really connected because I was kind of just helping out with like the meeting that they were having. 
And uh, I started showing Monique some of my artwork and then we just started talking and it kind of just snowballed from there, I guess. <laughs> well, I remember at Oasis, we were eating and a woman who was with us at the table got up to leave and she had this kind of cream colored bag over her shoulder and the the art on it was this elder with long silver hair and a beautiful blue gown and she was holding the moon. And I said to the woman, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And she said, that's Nicole's work. And I was like, that's yours? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and, and you were like, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> and as the woman was leaving, she's like, oh, you indigenous women, you have to learn how to promote yourselves. And I remember you and I looking at each other like, uh, yeah, no, that's not really going to happen. <laughs> that's not yeah. in way. That's... <laughs> and um, and at that time, Orca had bought the book already, and they were talking about illustrators, and I came right home and emailed them and said, would you consider? Wow. And they did. So Orca books, you know, they deserve a big, mm-hmm. not just for this book, but how they operate is, is really special. Um, you know, I think when we talk about truth and reconciliation and holding up the dignity, of Indigenous and Black people, their their way of operating as a business is and as a publisher, and not just in 2020. This has been long standing. Yeah, um, is really special. Support comes from teachingbooks.net. Teaching Books strives to personalize each reader's connections to children's and young adult books. Discover thousands of resources that bring books and reading to life. Sign up for free today at teachingbooks.net. I've I've been continually impressed with their work since. I mean, that's that. It's because of their work at large, Monique, that you and I first connected. And I think about mm-hmm. actually, even even when I think about the other books that that you and I have talked about, the <laughs> of yours, Monique, with you hold me up and with my heart fills with happiness. You've got just just the the breadth of representation you have in the voice of the artists through Danielle Daniel in You Hold Me Up and and through Julie Flett in My Heart Fills With Happiness and now here with you, Nicole, to see to see these voices represented just I, I feel like we you know, here in the States we um Dr. Debbie Reese always points out about how you know, Canada is a couple of years ahead of us in publishing. We don't have a lot of books being published here in the U.S. to be able to see any sort of significant, diverse representation of Indigenous voices. Um, much of what we, much of what what I see centered on her blog, and much of what I gain access to, is coming from Canada. And I think that. The opportunity to bring so many more voices in is so important that it's not, you know, like 
the same, I don't know, three authors or three illustrators doing all the books. Um, but that the, 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 the gate, as it were, the, the whatever, the opportunity is widening for even more voices. And Nicole, my goodness, I'm so glad you sat at just the right table and that you, you did the art and that all the, all the things that just, wow, the way that worked out. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. It was really special. It really was. Yeah. And like, I'm familiar with like Monique's work and her books and I was I've I've always been like starstruck so so when you approached me about the book and when that all fell through I mean like when it came into being I was just like I uh, just speechless and so excited and I just wanted to give everything I could to the book because of that. Don't you just feel like from knowing Monique's work that you're like, ooh, I get to work with this woman and she's going to give the greatest hugs. I just feel like the way you care, Monique, the way you care, I'm like, there's no, I'm going to, I'm going to read some here. I could, I I don't, the book's in front of me. Why am I not reading? Do you mind if I read to you? Is that okay? Sure. Presumptuous. Um, The words read, and this is just, this is the kindness that you gift to all of us, Monique, but the words begin. I am kind when I help my family. I am kind when I share with my friends. I am kind when I take my dog for an extra long walk. I'm kind when I help my neighbor. And I'll stop here. I am kind when I bring food to my elders. And I should say the copy that I have is also translated. I know that actually when I looked at the back, um, Orca is doing a number of different translated editions i have the one that is uh dina in english but i see there's there's just um english only or french only so that the to know that a publisher uh is is also coming out simultaneously with with multiple translations of of a book i think one speaks to the confidence they have in what they're publishing but also their their value in making sure that all the readers that can get a chance to read this book from the outset. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the the mass <laughs> translation like I, that actually like brought tears to my eyes when mm-hmm. I first saw it because like I mean I mean revitalizing indigenous languages is such like an important being undertaken in our communities both across the state and Mm. Canada and like just being able to bring this book home I've gifted it to like my entire family and they're just amazed because they see themselves in it Mm -hmm. so yeah just so clearly because of the language and it, it seems so small but it's just so huge it's so huge for my community and um, it was so cute. Actually, my um, my cousin, he was reading the book in uh, Diné to like one of my nieces. And she's only like three years old. And she was like pointing at all the illustrations. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that looks like my mom. And oh, my like, and like he was reading it in Navajo. And it was just like, oh, he like sent me a little video and I almost cried. <laughs> Can I, can I ask a favor, Nicole or Monique, do, do, do either of you, can either of you read this text aloud? Do you feel comfortable reading some of it aloud to give a sense of, of the text on the page? Unfortunately, I can't. That's okay. I was going to say, it's okay to say no. 
Um, I, I too, so we, um, I've been working with my students for some time, but this year was more, I think, even more intentional to talk about residential schools, to talk about um, the effect that that had on generations of people. And, you know, I point to um, excerpts from the Unreserved podcast, for example, where where um, people have shared about how, you know, the language um, often in, in different um, tribes has been uh, an oral tradition and not written down. And so some of the fallout um, of history has been that some of these languages are being lost forever. So it is moving to me as well to see that that not only if we're gonna we're gonna just keep praising the orca and keep praising your 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 <laughs> editors and your all the people, not only is 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 this book in this version um, translated into Dene, um, but the text, if I can point out, it is the same size as the rest of the English language text in the book. It's a different font, but it's the same size. It's not diminished figuratively or literally. And I just thought that there is something, that there's something there for any reader um, to be seeing that this language, this translation has importance and weight and presence in the space of this book too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> And one of the things when your readers get that book and they see that the other thing that Orca does is they leave space below mm-hmm. so that if there are children in, in many of our families, you know, my mom is Cree and my dad has Scottish and Lakota ancestry. So we there's so many mixed heritage, mixed ancestries that some families might have two or three languages. So that space below allows for other languages to also be written there so that Children, you know, Nicole said it so beautifully, children can then experience themselves on the pages. And and I don't think we know. I, I, I think we have a sense, but I don't think we fully know how important that is. Wow. Do you get, have you ever received, this is like a call to the listeners, but have you ever received, Monique, any any photos of, of families that have written? Because that is, I... I'm 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 like coming from a poet perspective of like you leave the white space and that that allows a framing of the text. But to think of it from yours that no, 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 that's that's your space to write it in in your language is I'm like getting chills all over my body. That's amazing. Yeah, it's quite powerful. Oh. So, Nicole, I, no, 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 wait, let me ask Monique first about the text. And then, Nicole, I want to ask you about making this art. Nicole, or um, Monique, I'm sorry. Monique, when you wrote this text, was it, how how does crafting a book such as this come for you? Are you sort of making like a gratitude journal of all the things about being kind and then figuring out where the story is there? Or uh, you, you've just got such a wonderful um, passing of hands from one page to the next that just feels like a, a, a very natural progression through it. I wonder how the text came to you for this book. Mm-hmm. We were on vacation. That's often when my books come out. She's when we're on vacation because I'm not on email. I'm not on social media, right? I'm just like, oh. Yeah. And they usually come 4, 4.30 in the morning. That morning, <laughs> this book came. And another one that's coming out uh, this spring called I Hope. Um, so we were on vacation in Phoenix. My son was down there playing in a baseball tournament in March 
and I woke up at four in the morning and, and it just flowed. I mean, there have been tinkerings for sure, but the majority of the words um, that Nicole brought to life happened that morning. Yeah. Monique, it's so interesting that you say that because on the same day at the same time, Nicole had a weird dream and got up in the middle of the night and painted all these pictures and they ended up being, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They ended up being this book. No, no, that's, uh, that's, that's fun though, that you, I can, I can immediately hear my body wanting to say, well, so Monique, you should you should be taking vacations like all the time then. <laughs> I, can feel, I can feel that in me just to say that. But um, uh, so Nicole, this, this art, and I'm sure Monique could say every single thing too um, about this. When I leave through this art and I see all of the different children and family members and generations and um, different skin tones, I, mm-hmm. it just makes me, I, I feel an intention here a deliberateness yeah. work like this doesn't happen accidentally. I wonder if you could talk about what it is like for you to make art. If, if uh, you want to talk directly about process, please do, or just inspiration, what, or, you know, waking up at four in the morning, whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, that does happen to me too, actually. <laughs> um, uh. um, yeah. Well, so for this book, I, um, you know, as I said, like something I I think about a lot is indigenous futures, and um, I I felt like this book was really like an opportunity to kind of celebrate like the diversity and vibrancy of like our communities as they exist in the here and now. Um, and I really like, man, when when I was in Victoria illustrating the book, uh, I had this roommate Gina and. I would have such long conversations with her about each illustration because I just felt this really profound responsibility of representation. And um, I knew that like whatever I created, like there would be young people and children who were gonna look at it and they were either gonna see themselves or they weren't. And for so long, like, you know, even me as a young indigenous woman, when I was a child, like I didn't see myself in almost anything I was reading. Um, so I just, I just really felt like I had to dive in and really try and um, expand my own kind of frame of like the kinds of families I would represent and really just try and create as much diversity in these uh, images as I possibly could because I feel like we need we need that because that's our reality. Mm, yeah. um, and so, yeah, I had to think quite deeply about um, a lot of a lot of the illustrations. And um, you know, something that's really important to me is um, LGBTQIA uh, like rights. And um, you know, my little brother is trans, and it's been like a really um, intense process for him uh, for the last few years. And so I wanted to create a character in the book that really represented him as well. So it's kind of subtle, but um, in on the page where they're talking about taking your dog for a really long walk, um, 
like the dad in there is trans and I did that by including like the trans flag on his t-shirt um and then I have like later on um you know uh two mums uh who are bringing food to um the elder their their parents uh and you know just and then really wanting to like highlight just like you said like all the different colors of our skin <laughs> and you know we're not all just one color and to really like celebrate the beauty of that so um those are just little things that are coming to mind right now unfortunately uh, i don't have the book in front of me <laughs> that, <laughs> but uh... that is okay nicole your your work is stunning and the <clears throat> representation that you put on the page is immediately evident um i i noticed no please do please please please. i was giggling because you know the subtleness of that t-shirt um with the flag on it right but again it's like i think sometimes we don't have to state everything we can just put it in there and it will resonate with those it needs to resonate with Exactly. And I, I mean, I just love that. So again, always grateful. I also want to share a quick story that uh, this friend of mine, his name is Joshua Allison Burbank, and he is a speech pathologist. Uh, he's in the Diné Nation. And he sent me a photo. I, I sent it to Nicole. Maybe he sent it about a week ago. He had taken his children to see the pediatrician and had brought her a copy of the book, uh, the English Diné version of the book. And she's in a wheelchair. And he said, like, she was just overcome with emotion when she saw that because she said, not only do I not see, like, the families I care for often in books, but I don't see myself. And so, you know, for a pediatrician, her name um, is Dr. Christina Davidson, you know, serving our communities to see herself in the books also, Mm -hmm. I think that... You know, the way Nicole, as I said, brought the words to life, but also, and not just to like, oh, I need to put this in the picture. It's like authentic. It's like, no, around a table where children are collaborating or working together, who might be there? Yeah. Instead of, oh, on this page, I need to put something else. And and that's the relationality that Nicole was talking about earlier. It's like, okay. Mm When I see the world and experience the world, how I create is different than when I just look through my little box. Yes. Nicole, that is, yeah. that Monique, I, I knew she would. Monique worded it just that right way. I want to take it one step further and say that that is what I hope other illustrators are hearing in your experience. I know that illustrators are being told to make sure that they include diversity in illustrations and from my vantage point I see that it becomes very blaring when when it appears that the illustrator has done that in sort of a check the box way instead of as you're describing to just go and observe and see other people I missed the trans flag on that individual in the book but when I look at it now I see it winking back at me and the thing yeah. that I saw in this book that really struck me that I, 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 you know, we all as readers are, we're going to see what we're going to see. Cause we, again, we look at books through our lens, not through the lens that, that you made the book with. I see children to me that certain children in this book look gender non-conforming to me. 
mm-hmm. and that space to say this doesn't need to be a boy or a girl um it can just be a child expressing themselves the way that they are um is something that i'm i'm holding space with with my 5 year old right now as as she is experiencing the world and constantly wanting to put things into categories which is a very normal thing to do as a child i'm making sure as an adult or i'm very aware maybe i should say as an adult that that she's always asking me is this a boy daddy or is this a girl and and holding that space of well i'm not sure we'll have to ask them um and allowing space for for those individuals to to be able to have the agency themselves mm. I, I see you seeing people in this book and it's beautiful monique the picture that i just get so yeah. stuck on you were talking about the um the sleeping page the bed page which is so beautiful i always think about the uh the starry horse in that picture mm-hmm. but um <laughs> the one that i just can't ever move on from is the one with the child uh and the adult um uh, picking berries mm-hmm. i just I, I can't i can't yeah, move past it it's their cool. eyes it's their yeah. posturing it's the child's hand bent up to drop a berry into the adult's <laughs> hand or to take one from it's just it, there's there's moments here nicole that yeah. you have given readers to sit with and revisit over and over and over and that is the magic of children's books and you both have done a beautiful job with this one i'm i'm very yeah. grateful that you you both have brought it into the world can I just say I am so happy you picked up on like the kind of gender non-conforming um, ele- like p- part that I like really wanted to like um, I wanted like these you know children in the book to not have to be like this like really stereotypical idea of like yeah a boy or a girl because there are so many genders and um, that was so top of mind when I was illustrating um like really thinking about like color choice and how does color choice um, kind of automatically point our minds into like these directions of gendering people and um, just like really intentionally wanting to create non-binary children uh, in the book. So I'm like amazed that you picked up on that because again, it did feel like one of those things that I did that was very intentional, but also like kind of subtle at the same time. Nicole, I'm just going to say we all we all are looking to see ourselves and to see others mm. in books. And when it's there, it's there. And when it's not, it's not. Um, and so I'm 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 really grateful for the work that you put in. It's evident. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Monique, congratulations on another beautiful book. But also mm-hmm. thank, thank you, you for giving us the words for how to give kindness and also how to see it in our world and receive it. Thank you. So I want to wrap up by giving you both a chance to speak directly to your readers. Monique, I'll start with you. And then Nicole, I'll ask you the same. Monique, I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message Mm -hmm. that I can bring to them from you? Ooh, uh, I'd love you to talk about kindness and happiness. And for them to really, over this holiday season, um, and and I know we have so many restrictions, but within that, there is still opportunity for happiness. And and to be kind, and to receive kindness, and to be kind to the earth, and all that live and walk and slither and fly on the earth. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Nicole, I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. <laughs> Is there a message I can bring to them from you? Yeah, um, I guess I would say uh, your imagination is one of your most precious tools and you need to practice using it (laughs) because, you know, it's through dreaming and imagining um, these better worlds for, you know, our communities and for our neighbors and for the land and for the animals. We have to imagine those worlds so that we can put them into motion. So imagination and dreaming is a really important part of that. Thank you so much, Monique and Nicole, for joining me on the show. I'm really grateful to have had this time spent with you. Well, listeners, as you know, I've been saving this end space of the show for picture book authors who are debuting or have new books coming up. So I will pass off the reins to them to share a new book for you to be excited about. And I will see you in this feed next week. Hi, I'm Sita Singh, and I'm thrilled to tell listeners of the Children's Book Podcast that my debut picture book, Birds of a Feather, illustrated by Stephanie Pfizer Coleman, is coming out with Philomel Books on March 2nd, 2021. The book is about a colorless peacock who learns to love himself in a jungle full of color. It is a story about finding strength in things that make us different and beauty in all its forms. To learn more about Birds of a Feather, please visit my website at www.singsita.com. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 650 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Boddington Bear Care of the Free Music Archive. Want to help out the show? Become a patron at patreon.com backslash Matthew C. Winner and your support and contributions will directly support and impact my work here. And always, writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing. A very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cosy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.